Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt. Over there is Adam Glenn. We are here for our Raw Rundown, our weekly kind of... Cliff Notes version of what happened in entertainment news to, you know, get you caught up. We've been doing this for a while. I, I feel like this might just be the favorite episode of everyone by the week. I, I think our interviews are amazing, but I get a lot more feedback. But people like this stuff, Adam. I think they do. I mean, this past week we had a great interview, though. So I suggest people to listen back to Tara Reid. We had Tara Reid on the podcast. Someone who, when we first started this podcast, we we always wanted as a guest, and we had Tara on. She's so cool. She Like, she does – exactly what we want to do in this podcast she humanizes the industry and makes you understand what it's like from her perspective and it's just i got i actually got really nice comments on her too by the way like people being like kind of the same feeling i had when she hosted tmz is that oh wow i i didn't know that about her like that makes me like her so much more or just change my opinion about her so i i thought that was cool that there was really good feedback about her she's just cool she's cool that's the you know like i feel like she's one of those people that her feet are on the ground and she gets it and i guess she has that stereotype uh i know stereotype she has that label as being a partier mm-hmm. but in some ways she never hurt anybody like she said she never got a dui she was just someone who was she was always on time life. to work she was she was always on time to work she was celebrating her career like who would want to celebrate the cool part? like holy shit you're in hollywood you're in the game you're in the scene you get to get free drink celebrate so props to her by the way i had a really insane week I got a lot of celebrities this past week, dude. Oh, yeah? Um, well, first off, I haven't talked yet. Guess who uh, I, I ran into the other day? Um, Just guess. Oh, you're not going to be Well, guessing. I know the Tory Spelling one. Oh, I saw Tory. Yeah, Tory was cool. We, we spoke. And, um, Tory. Is there any chance? Is there any chance, Adam? We're She's coming closer. on. We're getting closer. Okay. It's getting okay. hot. Um, but then I ran to Pete Davidson this past week. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's so awesome. How is he? With Pete. Um, Pete's a good guy. You know, I, I have to say about Pete, Pete is very, very nice. Um, he's good to fans. He's good to people. But, like, I've known Pete for a long time. Um, I don't, like, have any tea on him. I don't have any dirt on him. All I can say is he's a good guy. But it's like he's one of those guys where I talk to Pete. You know, I don't think I, – I don't have an issue saying I don't try to hide my relationship. But, like, I talk to him. We're friends. But he's one of those guys It's hard to stay friends with him because he changes his number all the time. So fortunately, <laughs> like, it was good to run into him and see him and catch up and then also get, like, the new number from Like, how to – basically the number how to get in contact with him because guys like that, they just keep getting new numbers. Um, but also I ran into a few other people. I ran into Emma Stone. Um, oh, so sick. basically what happened was, first okay. of all, I'm a huge Emma Stone fan. I love Emma Stone. I think she's just – I think she's charming. Like, I, I don't know. I just – and um, it was actually kind of funny. I was outside the Knicks versus Lakers game, and of course, a lot of celebrities show up for that game. And outside the entrance where all the celebrities go in was just mayhem. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people like waiting to see who the celebrities are going to come out next. And Emma Stone was like kind of like covered up a little bit with her husband, and they walked. So she, she was out. She was outside waiting for a celeb to show up. Yeah, yeah, she was with. Trying to see who's going to be there next. She's like, "Is Bruno Mars coming?" But uh, all of a sudden, um, she's a. Uh, 
she i see her kind of like walking. That, by the way that her. was no dig at emma stone i was just simply making a joke everyone i love emma stone <laughs> <laughs> but i had a nice time with her it was like um you know i obviously have my camera in my hand i'm trying to get some interviews with some people and i see emma stone like kind of sneak out people don't really recognize her because she was kind of covered mm-hmm. up and she's not one of those strong personalities like oh my god emma stone and she kind of sneaks out, but then some people started to recognize her. But it was so many people. She didn't know where, where to go to get to her car. Like, it was just, like, chaotic to get out. And I go, Emma, Emma. And she, like, sees me. And she doesn't know who I am, by the way. And um, I'm like, here, go out this way. And people are starting to, like, get, try to, like, they want to get to her. Like, I'm trying to, like, help her out a little bit. And they're like, here, go out this way. Because I was standing there, like, a path to, like, a smooth path to, like, get out of, like, the mayhem where it was, like, tons of people. And I got – she, like, was – she basically walked towards me, got her through, and she just put her hand, on like, on my arm. And she's like, hey, thank you so much. And I and she saw my camera. She looked down. She goes, oh, you're not working? I go, listen, I know you're not into it. Like, just go have fun. She's like, that's so sweet. Have a good night. Just like a nice, like, ex- you know, quick but nice, pleasant um, interaction with her. Um, I mean, I wish her was more substance to the story, but I can just say she is like a nice person. Like, you sweet. know what? Sometimes it's those little moments in life where you see people's true personality. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so that it, I like that. And I cool. again, I personally, for me, I don't try to hound people. I don't go for people who aren't into it. I know she's not into it. She's not even on social media. So I was just kind of like giving her a pass. And she was very appreciative. She was very nice and very cool about it. Um, but I did see John Stewart, and it's cool to like. So I saw two celebrities this past week: John Stewart and D.L. Hughley, two people who I haven't seen in a while. And if you see the videos around my Instagram story, like they're um, like they get excited to see me. They're like, "Yo, yo!" And to me, that gets me so excited. Like they know who I am, they appreciate me. And it's just funny. Like we have that kind of relationship where they get excited to see me, and uh, that was kind of nice. All right, back. To, enough about me. On to the top 10 stories of the week. Before we get to the top 10 stories of the week, Dax, do you have like any like quick reviews you can read us? Yep. Here's one. This is from DMD2780. Five stars says, love, love the podcast. Always a good listen on my commute to work. Denise from New Jersey. Nice. Denise from Jersey. Denise. Uh, thank you for the review. I appreciate that. Shout out to Jim. And then this one is from Redster68. Five stars. Good podcast. Love the Jim and Courtney interview. How can anyone not question Megan's sanity when she's married? She marries a kid sniffling member of the Biden crime family after a hot minute. Keep up the good work, by the way. It's okay to call Chelsea Handler out for being a moron. All righty then. I listen. Redster sixty eight. I do. I don't. I don't want to. Don't I, don't start. Yeah, I don't bashing say, on Megan. No, That's I'm not, not the point of us. I'm not crashing. We were here Megan. to. <laughs> will I crash on? Will I? Give shit to Chelsea Handler. I'll give a little shit about Chelsea Handler just because I don't know. I find a lot of uh, a lot of bullshit there. I don't care. It is what it is. But oh, thank you for your comment. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Please. Okay. Review. All right. On to the Let's top ten stories of the week, Dax. Starting with number ten. What do we got? Number ten is Matt Lauer and his girlfriend are actually super serious about each other. Her name is Shamin Abbas, I believe is how you say her name properly. Um, they stepped out for a very rare spotting for a date night. Uh, Matt Lauer is like really never seen out anymore, and so they were in New York City over the weekend um, and dressed super casual, gray hoodie, uh, like a black jacket, a beanie, um, and she wore kind of like a a skirt, I would say. Um, or, yeah, it's like a yellowish color skirt. I'm not, I'm no fashion guy, clearly. Um, <laughs> but they stepped out to have dinner together. Um, and uh, all their 
their contacts are telling People Magazine that they are very much uh, in a really good, serious, happy relationship right now. They've got a solid foundation as friends in the business as where they started, and then they started dating, and the romance has grown over the years. And I think they've known each other for like 18 years or something like that for a really, really long time. Um, and I guess that source also tells people they're happy and, and both busy in their own lives as well as together. Uh, they have many of the same interests. So uh, this is a an interesting relationship. Nonetheless, if you remember, he got divorced from his wife a couple years ago after all the cheating and allegations and the rumors and the whole reason that he was removed from the Today Show. So he has clearly moved on. And I think that, you know, everyone deserves to be happy at the end of the day. If it didn't work out with his last wife and he was bad to her, you know, it doesn't stop him from deserving love again at some point in his life, even if he was a dickbag, you know, his last one. I miss Matt Lauer. I really do. I was a huge Today Show fan. I loved the Today Show when Matt Lauer was there. I just thought um, – I loved his interviews. I just loved what he did on the show, I, I, and it's good to see him back. I do wonder – like. As what do you mean back? He was out walking through a street. Like It's not like he's like, – no want, one's hiring him. No, I want to see him back out, but that's the thing I'm curious about. Like, Is he just thrown in the towel and never going to try to work in broadcasting again? And him being so quiet and silent and not kind of – really addressing it has that worked against him to a certain extent you know i don't know if that was a good pr move i don't know yeah i think once you disappear from the spotlight for this long i i don't see him coming back and i don't it's not like people have forgotten the allegations and forgotten what you know he he really dropped a bomb on the today show with all the that stuff like it was basically a woman had come forward if you if you don't remember the story she had come forward back in like 2007 after one of the former employees uh, at the today show um, reported that he sexually harassed her and then several other women came forward with similar accusations and then um, one of the women uh, i think her name was brooke nevels um, said that he actually raped her in a hotel room at the 2014 Sochi Olympics um, where he was working with where she was working with Meredith Vieira at the time. So they were really, really strong accusations. Um, so he, they were he was obviously fired from the Today Show. Um, again, I, I say all that. There were allegations. Um, I don't think anything ever went to court or anything like that. Um, I mean, we're seeing something a little bit similar right now going on with Good Morning America. Now, again, the mm. host, TJ, is not as big as Matt Lauer. He's not um, – you know, he was the host of GMA3, but we're seeing something similar kind of going on with GMA3. I have a wild Matt Lauer story, and it's nothing against – I don't – I'm not going to say it now. I can't say it. Well, so you, how, do you, <laughs> how do you tease a – I've got a great, fantastic story. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's so fucking right, juicy and good. It? Yes. Why, of course. <sighs> It, honestly, it's crazy. Um, I had a so, I had a really, really awesome relationship with Matt Lauer. You know, I had a great mm-hmm. relationship. I was, I, I was a fan of him. I was a fan of him. But like, we just had great interviews. We had great chemistry. We just got along. And when I left my last job, you know, this was years ago when Matt Lauer was at the Today Show. I said, Matt, I'm no longer a contract. It was get out. Let's talk. And I went to his office, and the office, nice office, and. 
and we talked. We talked for a long time, and I said, Matt, why do you guys do this? Why do you guys do that on the show? And I kind of like – I didn't like meet – I wasn't applying for a job, but we were just bullshit. And I was like pitching. I was like, dude, why do you guys do this? Why do you do that? And he goes, you know what? You should kind of work here. You should kind of be doing some stuff with us. He got me meeting with the executive producer of the Today Show, like the head head guy, and I met with him and another producer, and I met with them, and the meeting went amazing. The meeting went great, and a weekend goes by. I hit up them, Matt's team, and said, hey, just want to check in. They said all good things, you know, kind of like expect something pretty big. The next day, I went online. I got Matt like custom-made like golf stuff because I thought I was going to get a big contract potentially, and – um like I got these custom made stuff. I mean, I was just like, I was, I was, my life was possibly going to change. And then the next day I wake up to about 30 text messages, Matt gets let go for everything. And I'm like, Oh my God, just like that. And I reached out to the producer I met with. And I said, Hey, I just want to check in regarding that possible position. And he said, listen, Adam, with everything going on, we have to, um, we have to kind of, we're, we're thinking we, we, there's a lot going on here right now. And I get it. I understood. A few weeks go by, and I reached back out to the producer to say, hey, I just want to check in regarding everything. If there's anything with this huge position, like I could have be like a really big job at the Today Show. And I don't hear anything the next day reading page six. They kind of – the NBC cleaned house of all the NBC staff, and the guy got let go as well. And just like that, like I could have had a career-changing position um, that could have like basically – I wouldn't say set me for life, but like really – kind of took care of me. Like I could have had that, that, that career in the industry. Yeah. And just like that in a few hours, like 20 hours away from getting that contract, 20 hours away from it, everything gets taken away. Um, which really kind of crushed me, crushed me. But the other way of looking at it was if I would have gotten that position, I would have never gotten the podcast Hollywood raw. So, (laughs) you know, yeah, I could have made a lot of money, but yet again, now I'm making no money and doing a podcast every week, two episodes a week. So it's actually pretty, you know, it worked out. It worked out. So, um, oh, oh, oh man, that is crushing, crushing story right there. That was a long story. All right, we're, we're, we're so long, guys. We try to get you in and out of this, but sorry for my Ooh, uh, Clearly not happening today. No. All right, number nine. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. (laughs) Oh, uh, wow. That was a great story. Um, number nine, fraudster Anna Delvey. I, it's hard to say her name without like Anna Delvey. Uh, Anna Delvey uh, is speaking with Harvard MBA students. Why in God's name would they ever want 
her fake socialite butt talking to a bunch of uh, Harvard students. I have no idea, but um, it sounds like she is going to go to an MBA class at, uh, you know, obviously America's most prestigious university and uh, talk to them about, let me see, it, it was... I'm trying to see what the topic was. It was a weird topic, but nevertheless, I mean, she she was super successful. I do have to give her that, right? Like she 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 did fake her way to the top. Yeah. But do you really want that speaking to your your yes. students? Yes. Why? Yes. Why? I want to hear Billy McFarlane from Fire Festival speak. I want to hear the Anna Delvey because we're in a society where there's a lot of fraud, where there's a lot of convicts, there's a lot of people just kind of blowing smoke up your ass about their business, about them being an entrepreneur, about where they're mm -hmm. at in life. So I think it's good for people, especially students, to learn the other side. Like it's not all, you know, horse and carriage. There's also a lot of fraud out there. There's a lot of bad people out there. And you know what? I want to hear their perspective and maybe they have some good insight on what to um, – what to see or what to look out for. Maybe they have some good questions to ask when you're in Yeah, business. but is she teaching is she teaching them what to look out for? Because it's kind of like she's always said, oh, I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. That's true. It's so, like she never hasn't really taken responsibility for what she's done. So yeah. I don't know what she's going to talk to. And by the way, she did speak last September virtually from an ICE detention facility uh, with Columbia University. Um, and so it's like, it's not the first time people have wanted to hear her story, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'd be curious about her story, but I also want to hear the truth because if I'm going to be sitting in a classroom, I want to learn something from it. And you hope there's some educational part about it. like, you know what? She was very good at networking. Explain to me how you networked and what your network was. Like, what were you trying to do? Like your goal. And, um, mm -hmm. I think it could be really interesting, but she would have to be very honest and she'd have to be sort of very specific. So, uh, you know, was her strategy in networking? Like networking to me is like, I don't know. I'm not articulate enough. And I say that, uh, you know, sadly, but I, I, you know, I have a pretty good network, but I don't know how I do it, you know, and I would love to see she was dealing with some very, very wealthy people. How did you get your foot in the door? What did you say? And then obviously she lied, but what did she learn from her mistakes? And I don't know. There's a lot there. But again, like I said, I want to see how honest she's yeah, going to get. And for people that don't really know the Anna Delvey story, she basically faked her way to the top in New York society and then was convicted for grand larceny and theft of services. She was also convicted of attempted grand larceny for trying to fake her way into a $22 million bank loan for an arts club. And then obviously they made her whole story into that Netflix show, Inventing Anna. And so she was sentenced to four to 12 years in prison before getting released on good behavior back in february of 2021 so anyway it's a fascinating story i just it it's strange that harvard would want to talk to her so whatever yep. it right. is what it is yep all right number eight uh number eight. Oh, this one's wild brandy glanville and uh, carolyn manzo exit the ultimate girls trip trip early after Brandy gave out some unwanted kisses. Uh, this is wild, but they were in Morocco last week uh, filming the second installment of this like Peacock franchise when according to a bunch of insiders that were there on set, Glanville took things way too far with Manzo during a party. She started kissing her multiple times throughout the evening without consent. Um, and then I guess Carolyn got super distressed over the whole matter and it did not seem to stop Brandy. So things escalated and uh, according to them, physical boundaries were allegedly crossed and 
Carolyn felt that these it was super serious and uncomfortable. And so the producers made a decision after production to actually let Brandy go, tell her she was going home. And interestingly enough, Manzo... Yeah, I guess when she went to go leave, by the way, Brandy texted Manzo um, apologizing via text message. Uh, but that obviously didn't change the, the situation. And Manzo also decided to leave as well. She just said that um, this was not the situation she wanted to be in. She wanted to process it outside of the reality TV environment. But I am sure there were cameras rolling and I am god for sure that this will all be aired out on television yeah 100 percent. it's good tv it's good content caroline manzo i ran into her during BravoCon. she's like at a different stage now she's you know she was always like the one who's like i don't have time for that bullshit you know like she was just kind of yeah. like cut to chase i'm a realist um i'm friends with her kids good guys but uh you know, I think Brandy kind of plays it off for TV because, again, at the end of the day, you're there to make good television. And Caroline's like, no, I, I, I'm not there for this. I don't stand for this type of stuff. I don't. Well, so here's the interesting thing is what – so in reality TV, they push you to be crazy. They push you to be wild and over the top because – for Brandy, that's her brand, right? She is the wild chick that stirs up controversy and and all of that. How? Where are the boundaries? Because if this was a different cast member, it probably would have turned into a really good plot point. You know what I'm saying? It's like, did she read the room wrong or whatever? Because I that cast, there was a bunch of people there: Phaedra, Camille, Alex McCord, Gretchen, Vicky Gundelson. Like, I'm sure if she would have done that to another person. It was almost like that person may have played into it more because they know it's good for TV. Did she just pick the wrong person or do you think she is out of control and the girl needs help? Good, good great questions. Um, I don't know if I, I don't listen. I don't know the answer. I don't, neither of us know the answer. But, but the only thing I could say is um, the pressure of making good content when you're there, you know, because there's so many. You, know, you could get brand endorsements. You could get asked to go on some other shows. So mm-hmm. you're 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 gonna play it up, the character, whoever you are. And yeah, there's. I don't know if we're able to define the line. You know, I don't know if we're able to say this is our our holding point. It's just until someone else complains, then that's that's the line. And unfortunately, it ended with Caroline Manzo saying this was just uncomfortable for me, and for legal reasons, they have to kind of cut the show right away. But it's a good storyline. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. What's- it is a good storyline. And it's not the only like uh, housewife storyline that crumbled this week. Um, if you remember, they were trying to do a legacy edition of the Real Housewives of New York. And they were going to have a bunch of the women on that. Sonia Morgan, Jill Zarin, Kelly Ben Simone, Dorinda, uh, Luann. Everyone was going to do this legacy episode. It hit a huge snag because it was like half the cast was on board for what they were going to get paid. And then the other half was still fighting for more money, more episodes, all this stuff until it got to the point where Bravo said, screw you. We're we're not into it anymore. And basically put out a statement saying that maybe they believe their personas are more relevant than they believe than they think they are. You know what I'm saying? Like they they think more about themselves than they than they are for actually TV. That didn't make any sense, but you know what I'm trying to say. We get it. Uh, it just adds to the more housewife drama. It, it really, it just never ends. Somehow they're good at, they're pretty decent to keep their names relevant. All right, number seven. 
By the way, it was Jill Zarin who they kept throwing under the bus saying that she was one of the big hiccups on that. And we had Jill. Jill was awesome. And when we talked to her about going back to Housewives, she sounded like she was down for it. And she kind of made it sound like they needed her. Okay, number seven. All right, number seven, Caitlin Bristow. She went on the Not Skinny, Not Fat podcast and talked all about her exes, got into Sean Booth, got into Nick Vial, um, and even revealed that Jason Tartik and Sean Booth had a run-in on an airplane in Nashville. That had to be a little bit awkward, but apparently she was talking about how uh, Jason went to go get on his flight um, to New York, and on the plane was sean booth and apparently they didn't like talk to each other or say anything but they clearly saw each other and then just moved on and i'm like oh that has to be so awkward yeah but she did get into you know kind of why her relationship failed with sean booth she said that he never got over her sleeping with nick vile on the show who is the runner-up on the show um i guess it was just something that was nagging him in the back of his brain the whole time that like Hey, my my fiance, you know, who's been telling me I'm the only one, I'm the only one through the whole episode of The Bachelorette, then it plays back and it was like, you're not the only one. And I guess that really like messed with his brain and he, you know, felt really demeaned because the whole world know, knew that she hooked up with the other guy. Um, and I guess it was just something that like crushed him, crushed his ego inside and he was never able to get over it. Yeah, pretty good. I kind of, I'm telling a lot of stories on today's podcast, guys. Forgive me, but <laughs> I did. Sean Booth is a strange guy, man. I think what he, he so he opened up a gym in Nashville. From what I have been hearing, is where he makes his money's bachelorette parties. And you know, okay. obviously, a lot of people go to Nashville. I don't know if about in LA, if a lot of people go to Nashville for bachelorette parties, but like in the East Coast, a lot of people go to Nashville for bachelorette parties. And what they do is they rent classes with Sean Booth, and that's where he makes like his really good money. Like a bunch of you know ten girls go and they do a private workout with Sean Booth as their trainer, and he does very very well with that. I did a fitness retreat for um, Michelob Ultra in where were we? We were in Arizona. We were in Arizona. That's I did great, a fitness yeah. retreat, and um, Sean Booth is one of the trainers. And it was so odd because Sean, I did Sean's workout class. And everyone had to like wear the same shirt. I mean, it's like a, we all got like kind of flown out there for free, kind of by the brand to kind of go there. But he said he could only work out in this specific shirt. So he, the the, the company, did he have had a like, brand deal or something? No, it was just like I like the material. He was saying about the material of the shirts. Like, dude, you're teaching a thirty minute fucking aerobic class. Just fucking teach. And he was like, no, no, I, I like the shirt like a pull on. I was like. Dude, stop worrying about what the material of the shirt. Like, it's a nice shirt. Everyone else is wearing the shirt. You could wear the shirt. I just remember how difficult he was, and it was just so odd. Um, I don't know. That was my Sean Booth story. Sorry. I thought it would be better, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to land better. And, but uh, just a strange guy. But, yeah, Caitlin Bristow didn't hold back talking about um, Sean Booth and – uh, yeah, I can only imagine how uncomfortable it is for, like when you run into someone, especially on a plane. You guys both know each other, but you guys mm-hmm. don't say anything. Like, I wonder if you so should have been just like a high or just handshake. Hey, what's up, dude? How you doing? But no, nothing. nah, not He's worth got the it. New girl like that? No, you just move on. All right. Well, listen. Uh, let's keep moving on with this to number six. Uh, Kim Kardashian says she does not want to talk about Kanye West's alleged battery, especially. 
when it's in front of her kids. So if you saw this video that was kind of making the rounds this week where Kim Kardashian was approached by a photographer and asked what she thought or if she had any comments on the alleged incident that happened between her ex-husband Kanye West and a photographer where he grabs a cell phone out of this woman's hand we and now it's made into- We don't know if that was a photographer. Like she was like- Oh, I thought I thought they made it public that it was a paparazzi. No, so there was paparazzi there, but we I don't think we knew if she was a paparazzi or just like a fan. I thought someone I thought they had reported that it was a paparazzi. Whatever. Okay. Fan, yeah, paparazzi, yeah. don't know. He grabbed the phone out of someone's hand and is now in a lot of trouble for it. But another photographer asked Kim and she said, Do not talk to me about this in front of my kids. And I would agree hundred percent. I saw someone ask this question in our private Facebook group off the record. They said, you know, what are your guys' thoughts? And there is a rule. You don't ask this shit in front of kids. Like, you don't do it. And especially with Kim, who has gone very public saying how hard she has, uh, you know, worked to keep her children sheltered from all the Kanye craziness and everything going on the news. And she doesn't talk about it. And even if her and Kanye are in a horrible situation, she still turns on the his songs because that's what the kids want to hear. Like, why would you ask him about this in front of her children? Like, it's such a no-no, and so many. I I think every thing. paparazzi that we've had on would agree that's not the time to ask. You wait until she is alone, till she is with adults to ask a question like that if you have to. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. It's it's one of those things where it's just it's a people thing. Are you legally allowed to do that? Ask or whatever you want. Yeah, you can, but you got to read the room a little bit, and uh, it's just not the time or place, and especially for Kim, who's just very good to the paparazzi. When I mean she's good, it's you know, she doesn't hide. You know, she gives up the shots. Like, you just got to – it's a, it's a two-way street here. So I don't think uh, – I think the way Kim handled it was great. I I don't think the way the paparazzi handled it – like, the paparazzi, yeah, you, sh- you shouldn't have asked that question. Just – it wasn't good. Now, let me get back to the Kanye situation because that happened a few days ago, and we never spoke about that, Dax. What were your thoughts about that whole Kanye situation with the – with how he dealt with everything? You, at the end of the day, you can't you can't reach into someone's car. You can't grab a cell phone out of their hand. I mean, I, I it's interesting that is going to a battery allegation. Um, because did you feel like there was battery there? Or did you just feel like he grabbed the phone out of the person's hand? It's hard to say battery, but I felt like he was just being um triggered. You know, you yeah. walk up to have a conversation, they're filming you on your cell phone. It's like, dude. I'm here to talk to you and be like, this is not right. I'm here to see my kids. And again, I'm not one of those type of paparazzi who tries to get those type of shots. I understand like that it, that he is a public figure and it is a public space. But I don't know. It, it's it's a hard thing that I have a balance with where it's like a two-way street. Like do you get the shots mm-hmm. and just leave? Like, hey, we got a few shots. Then you kind of bounce and just kind of let them leave. Or, um, I mean, obviously there was a lot of camera guys there. I just think for what the woman was saying back, I just didn't think that paparazzi was saying anything back to him. She was like, but Kanye, you're a celebrity. You're a celebrity. He's like, so what? I'm a person. I thought Kanye, and I'm not speaking, you know, Kanye has done a lot of damage in the past year. I thought Kanye like came over. He's like, it's not okay, but I'm a person too. I'm a human on a human level. So I kind of, I, I'm not. I'm not uh, praising what he did, but I honestly can understand the frustration and why he did it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we got uh, Adam Glenn, Kanye defender. All right. 
Yes. The, yes. Oh, God. Now, there you go. Now, cancel. <laughs> right, number five. Ozzy Osbourne canceled all of his shows. He says his touring career is done. And so what? he announced that all of his up. What is this it? Did, this did not make bigger. This should have been bigger news. I think more people should have been talking about this. So go on with this story. Well, we're talking about it and we are what matters. That's true. So. <laughs> So he canceled all of his upcoming shows, uh, basically just he is not physically capable of doing it anymore. He's 74 years old. He had a major incident accident like four years ago in which he damaged his spine and he can no longer cope with the traveling requirements for a tour. Um, He basically said my one and my only purpose during this time has been to get back on stage. My singing voice is fine. However, after three operations, stem cell treatments, endless physical therapy, physical therapy and groundbreaking cybernics cybernics i don't know how to say that treatment my body is still physically weak and at the end of the day i'm like the dude's the dude's up there we all know that he's struggled with his health over the years um so i do not blame him one bit but i know that this tour was supposed to start back in 2019 then it was rescheduled people held on to their tickets they waited they waited and he's just saying that that meant the world to me um, but I, I just I can't do it. So I, good for him to listen to his body and realize that this might be a poor decision if he was to move forward with it. So I think they're looking for a way for him to tour without necessarily leaving one spot. And to me, that just screams Vegas. Um, he could go to Vegas and basically essentially tour the world because everyone's coming to him from around the world. I mean, we've seen everyone else do it. So why not Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, that'd be great. Ozzy in Vegas would be awesome. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, is he the same performer as he once was 30 years ago? No, but it's sort of sad. You know, the Ozfest was so big and he, the guy's just a legend, you know, and it's like you said, it's kind of cool that he kind of he's listening to his body. He's just he, he just he physically can't do it. But Props to Ozzy on a great touring career. I mean, the guy is just, he's done it all. He's got great stories and, you know, he's just like, he seems like a good dad as well, you know, based on the, the you know, I watched that show with him and Jack Osborne where they kind of travel. So props to Ozzy on a good career. All right, number four. Uh, Thomas Girardi, the, you know, estranged husband of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Erica Jane is going to is indicted in Chicago. And so we've been watching all this. He's now charged with eight counts of wire fraud, four counts of criminal contempt of court for allegedly diverting more than three million dollars in settlement money stemming back from that October 2018 plane crash. Um, And it was all in order to fund his California law firm. And so he is now set to be arraigned on Tuesday before a judge in Chicago. Um, If you remember why he even became so famous and working with so many celebs, he was the he was the one working at the institution and inspired the 2000 Julia Roberts film Aaron Brockovich. Um, And so he back in 2020, when all of this kind of started, the judge asked him what happened to the two million dollars that was meant for the Lion Air crash victims, because that's what it was about. The Lion Air crash happened. He was representing a couple families. Um, and a ton of money, I think it was like $12 million was sent to him that he was supposed to then give out to the families and 3 million of it just kind of vanished and didn't make it to the families. And he was using that to support his law firm and all these other things and, and also send it to other, uh, clients that he hadn't paid them off either. Their settlements had kind of gone into his pocket. So the dude's effed is what it comes down to. He's a bad guy. And if you're stealing from like plane crash vic- families, victims, 
all right plane crash victims families like that's a that's pretty scummy yeah yeah and now it's uh you know fortunately for erica she's kind of getting um like she's yeah, but not, she's not charged yeah, in any of this. Her yeah. name's just been drugged through the mud. But none of this is she. She has not been brought in legally on any of this. She's so lucky that she hasn't because, you know, just through other housewife news, like Teresa. You know, I know Teresa mm-hmm. signed papers and well, stuff. Teresa like was that. a part of it. Yeah, she this sounds like it. It all went through his law firm and not. It didn't come home with him. Yeah, but the part of me thinks well, like, Teresa. Where Teresa didn't even know what was going on, but yet again, because she didn't know what was going on, Teresa gone. clearly knew what was going on, or she wouldn't have gone to prison. What? Do, but do you think she's? Let's be real. Do you think she's intelligent enough to know that like, she was doing some fraud? I honestly question that. I wonder. Like, I think <laughs> what she did was like so. What she did was illegal, you know, and, and she paid the she paid the price. But do I actually think she kind of knew? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. What she's doing told. I don't know, but. You don't like that 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 take. <laughs> I just think that if she went to prison, there they decided she knew enough. Yeah, well, she signed documents, and you're responsible for what you signed. So it is. Yep. But luckily for Erica, she's not being thrown into the mix. It's only through Tom and his law firm. So, yeah, man, I think we kind of know where what the rest of his life is going to be like. All right, number mm-hmm. three. This is wild, but the Dr. Phil talk show is ending after 21 seasons. He's going to move on from daytime. He has basically said, look, this is this was an amazing, amazing venture in my life. I did it for so many years, but I'm I'm ready to move on. He said, I've been blessed with over 25 wonderful years in daytime television. Uh, he said, with this show, we have helped thousands of guests and millions of viewers through everything from addiction and marriage to mental wellness and raising children. This has been an incredible chapter in my life and career, but I'm going to be moving on from daytime. There is so much more I wish to do. What that is, I don't know. I think he's going to be making some kind of deal with CBS Media Ventures um, to increase his impact on television and viewers. I don't know if that means moving into a... Uh, an EP role, or if he's going to be doing more specialized episodes. I don't know what that means. Um, but, you know, that's kind of what Oprah did as well. She she pulled her show off the air and then um, started doing, like, bigger, impactful interviews and just releasing those as they were coming out instead of, you know, having a daily television show because that's that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So, so when you do something like this and some, something – what Oprah did, is it less work, more money, or is it just less work and just still making money? I mean, I think you could still probably make a lot of money. I don't think it's going to be a daily talk show type money, but the dudes clearly got buttloads of money. He's fine. I don't think he needs some money at this point in his life. I think he just wants to stop the daily grind. You know, it's a a lot of work. And do we know how old he is? He's up there. I mean, I feel like he's been old ever since he started. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like he's, it's not like he got this. He's got the show. He was a young guy. Like he started the show. Old, you know, I feel like he hasn't. Let's see. He hasn't. How old is? How old is Doctor Phil? But what do you say, Google's? I'm seventy-two. I was gonna say seventy. Yeah, seventy-two. So he started Dang. when he was fifty. Wow. <laughs> that guy's always been old to me. I don't know. He really has. Um, yeah, his last episode, he's got to bring uh, Catch Me Outside. How about that? that Catch girl. Me Outside. He's got to bring Oprah. 
He's got Oprah is the reason he even had a talk show. So come bring Oprah. Oprah then Oprah bring, and catch me outside. Bring on Bad Baby. Stage. Bring bad, everyone. Bad Baby. Her and uh, Bad My Son. I'm saying make sure Bad Baby, not Bad Bunny. Bad Baby and Oprah on the same stage with Dr. Phil. That's going to be some sort of whack pack. All right, Dax. Number two. Number two, Beyonce announces a summer world tour for uh, her Renaissance album. This is a big deal. Obviously, everyone went crazy when she announces anything that she's doing, let alone a tour for her seventh studio album. Um, and uh, she did it, obviously, on Wednesday, February 1st, to launch off uh, Black History Month. Uh, but this album, she debuted back in July. It's an ode to black queer culture, disco anthems, soulful ballads, sexy lyrics, all of that kind of stuff. And now you get to see it when she goes on tour in uh, 2023 um she released all the tour dates that starts on may 10th in stockholm and then she goes through brussels in the uk and then um into july she kind of comes back here to um the the states where she heads heads up philadelphia nashville minneapolis and then she ends the tour in september on the 27th in nolene's at uh, Caesar Superdome. So this is a really big deal. Um, I, I was watching just Instagram melt down um, when she announced. So um, this will be a big, big deal. And I think um, if I remember correctly, she's selling them through Ticketmaster. Is Uh-oh. that safe? Listen, we that safe? Swift. <laughs> so hopefully there's no, mis- you know, I, they, I, I have to imagine Taylor's Ticketmaster learned their lesson from what happened with the Taylor Swift uh situation a few weeks back so i just hope you know for everyone's safe for their, their safety because i think beyonce the beat the the beehive will the go beehive crazy, will go crazy if there's any issues with these tickets yeah so they're, they're going to start selling tickets on february 6th uh but those are going to be exclusive pre-sale to her beehive members and then um and I do believe that they are going to be selling also at, at like Live Nation. So like Beyonce.LiveNation.com and Ticketmaster. Maybe they learned their lesson. That's why they're not going to just rely solely on one platform to sell the tickets because of the whole Taylor Swift debacle. It's going to be a hot ticket. It's got to be a wild thing when you know you're about to do some tour and you're going to sell out every single place you do. Like, oh, yeah, we're just going to sell mm-hmm. out every every stadium. Well, I think Beyonce is just used to selling. Like it would be a weird news story if she didn't sell out something. Yeah. But the expectations, like, yeah, like we don't have a, there's not a stadium out there that's like small enough, that that's yep. that's big enough that contain. It's just it's a wild thing. But uh, I went to see Beyonce once, and it's kind of crazy. Like after a Beyonce concert, because everyone walks out so empowered that there's just mm-hmm. like everyone. It just feels like so good, and they're just like. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. I didn't give a shit. I was stoned. But I... Because uh, you're not a girl. You don't run this world. Run this... Exactly. I don't run this world. I'm not a girl. So I just chill. I just kind of do me and sit in the corner and laugh. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, congrats to uh, the Beehive. We get to see a good concert this summer. All right. Dax, the number one story of the week. Uh, Tom Brady has retired again for the 19th time, uh, but he's saying this time it is 100% for sure not coming back to football, and Giselle Bunchen actually commented on his retirement announcement video saying she was wishing him only wonderful things. And I just think, Tom Brady, God damn it, why didn't you just retire last year like you said you were going to? I mean, don't get me wrong, I've enjoyed watching him, but I feel like his life fell apart in since his last retirement to this one, like he's had a divorce. He didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year. Like 
you should have stopped when you were on top. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel I feel bad that so much shit has come forward over the last year because he played like crap this year because his mind wasn't on football. It was on all his home life. So I don't know. I I just wish he would have looking back just done the retirement last year and stuck with it. Listen, that wasn't if he knew this past year was going to be like it was, he probably would have retired last year. But uh, at the end of the day, he had a great career. I respect how he did it. He just did it, just made a quick video and kind of thanked everyone. He didn't do it at a red carpet. He didn't do it on some TV show. He didn't do it with a tweet. He made a video that was like, it looked like it was him on the beach. And uh, it was Mm -hmm. just like nice, just like quick, easy, and nice. And um, guy had a great career. So, yeah, great uh, career, and don't don't expect him to go away. I know he'll do color commentary for not a, uh, whatever I, I NFL. Don't think right away, he'll do that. I think he's going to take his time if he if he actually does it. But I'm I actually will be surprised if he does it. Like if like, I'm sure he will. I am sure he will. I'm he sure. doesn't need the money. Is it just where he he's... doesn't need the money? But he loves football. So like it's literally in his blood that I can't imagine him walking away and never being around it anymore you know what i'm saying like he is just the guy that i see him at the super bowl but he's there now as a reporter or a commentary to 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 deliver it to the world like the manning brothers do such a good job because it's in their blood so i see him being very the same way yeah well congrats to tom brady i thought you did it in a nice way the video where you didn't uh it was just a I think he did it in a very tasteful way. So uh, very cool. Have you gone to look at the comments? I just realized I never went to look at the comments on her comment. I bet it. I bet there is some interesting responses to her, her leaving a comment at all. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I know they're co-parenting, they're doing just fine. I bet a lot of people because I have to stop a lot of people for blaming her. They blame her all the time for him and for, the career and all that. And I'm like, you don't know what, what it must be like to be married to a football superstar, the goat and how there is literally no birthday, no anniversary that he's not missing because football always comes first. So uh, I, I wonder though, I need to go read through some of those comments. Yeah. Um, all right. That's our top 10 stories of the week. That's our, our raw rundown. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, you like, and subscribe to us. Um, if you are on TikTok, we're on TikTok at Hollywood Raw Pod. Instagram, no, TikTok, we're Hollywood Raw. Instagram, Hollywood Raw Pod. We're also on Facebook. We have this private Facebook group called Off the Record, which I highly suggest you guys join. It's a good community where we get to interact with you guys. You guys interact with each other. Just really cool and fun. Find me at Adam Glenn, at Adam Glenn, uh, at Adam Glenn, G L Y N. Um, find Dax Holt at Dax Holt. Leave us a review. We need that. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys later. A Huda Media Production.